Hey y'all, it's Ryan Williams. Welcome back to Stories from the Influencer Economy. Every episode of this podcast, I interview a business leader, best-selling author, or all-around creative person where we can learn from their stories, lessons, and actions to apply to business and life. I want to thank you with my sincerest gratitude for listening to this podcast. And in return, I'd like to give you something free. I would love to have you sign up on my website, InfluencerEconomy.com. I'll give you a 99-page action and lesson guidebook for how to collaborate, tell your story like a badass, and grow your influence. That is available at InfluencerEconomy.com. And I'm excited that my book is now available on Audible. You can buy it at Amazon.com or Audible.com. Search Influencer Economy. This is the first chapter of the book in this episode. The book is read by voice actor Drew Birdsey. I, uh, I ended up collaborating with him. He's a voice actor, so he's a much prettier voice than mine, if you know what I'm saying. And I'm excited and thrilled and fired up to announce I'm rebooting the podcast uh, starting in January. I have episodes with an Oscar-nominated screenwriter, Billy Ray, about pitching in Hollywood with empathy. So excited to get this reboot up there, renaming it, redoing it. Um, have an interview with Perry Farrell, uh, one of my idols in music. He started Lollapalooza. I have tons of other episodes with really unique athletes and people you've heard of in the news. It's more going to be a storytelling show for business and life. So excited. You'll be checking that out. And make sure you go to audible.com or Amazon, search Influencer Economy or Ryan Williams to check out the book. Thank you so much. Foster Publishing presents The Influencer Economy. How to launch your idea, share it with the world, and thrive in the digital age. Written by Ryan Williams. Narrated by Drew Birdsey. To Catherine, who is the original lightning in a bottle. To Julia and Libby, who have kept me enjoying life as this book was completed. The Influencer Economy is a movement and book to help you to launch your idea, share it with the world, and thrive in the digital age. What I realized early in the process of writing this book and creating my podcast is that in order to thrive in the digital age, you don't need to go to business school. You don't need an Ivy League degree, you don't need to know celebrities, and you don't need to have a lot of money. You just need to learn the new rules of success from the emerging leaders of the influencer economy. I wrote this book from my own perspective as a creative entrepreneur, bootstrapping my ideas and vision without any large budget. I'm imagining you're in a similar boat. It's you and maybe a co-founder out there working on your idea, and it's a lonely slog. I want this book to move your journey along and help you build a community and platform around your idea, even if your idea has yet to launch. When I began attending VidCon, Comic-Con, South by Southwest, TechCrunch, Disrupt, and other tech and fan geek conferences, I noticed two remarkable things. These events were celebrating geeks, technology, and modern social media. And no one was telling the stories of the awesome people embracing this new form of influence and the wildly successful businesses they were creating. I was on the front lines of what I call the influencer economy. And this movement was permeating all technology and media-based businesses, from California to New York to London to Mumbai. 
I was inspired and went on to launch a podcast dedicated to interviewing the influencer economy pioneers. After speaking to more than 100 artists, experts, and entrepreneurs, from world-famous YouTubers to New York Times best-selling authors to the most creative startup founders and investors on the planet, I reverse-engineered their careers to understand the stories behind their success and now present everything I learned in the influencer economy, how to launch your idea, share it with the world, and thrive in the digital age. You can listen to the podcast here www.influencereconomy.com. This is the book I wish I had when I launched my podcast and started writing this book. The three primary steps to success in the influencer economy, launch, share, and thrive, can be applied to both business and life. I wrote about the fascinating stories of more than a dozen people who turned their visions, ideas, and hobbies into influential and profitable digital media empires. In each chapter, I also provide the influencer school lessons derived from each of these individuals' journeys for everyone to learn from. I aim for you to understand lessons from influencers that will help you to launch your idea. I also wrote out specific actions readers can take to launch their own ideas into the online universe. The influencer economy features 10 key principles that are the building blocks of the influencer economy, with elements such as crafting your big vision, picking a platform, community collaboration, and opening doors for others. I wrote this book for you, people with a business idea or product launch who are interested in how they might become part of this fast-moving phenomenon. If you have a curious personality and an idea that you'd like to explore or an itch that you want to scratch around building a business or a creative idea, whether it's a hobby or a passion project, This book was made for you to serve as a guidebook to get your idea out to the world. Whether you have a day job working on a side passion project or have gone full-time with your idea, the lessons and actions of this book will give you a business launch framework for the digital age. The book comes with an action guidebook for you to take the next steps with your idea. For the entire Influencer Economy lesson and action guidebook, go here www.influencereconomy.com forward slash influencers. Learning from the Influencer Economy Years ago, I was performing stand-up comedy on stage at the world-renowned DC Improv. With bright light shining in my eyes, I was in front of a packed house of 300 people who were drinking watered-down light beers and ready to laugh. I was eyeing my set list of seven well-rehearsed jokes that I had practiced at open mic nights for years. I gazed into the bright spotlights, looking me straight in the eye, feeling the anticipation of the crowd, waiting for the moment to tell my opening joke. I wanted to puke. In the early 2000s, I had battled through nerves, smoky clubs, and hecklers in an effort to tell jokes for a living. Audiences called me every name in the book. When I did do well and kill it, as my fellow comedians would say, it felt amazing. But after performing stand-up for many years, I quickly learned the lesson that in comedy, you get rejected a lot. This insight helped me later in life when I turned to a career in tech entrepreneurship. But at the time, the rejection was much more palpable. Ultimately, I realized to become the next Louis C.K., Patton Oswalt, or Amy Schumer, you need 510 years of honing your craft to get really good. I also spent part of my mid-twenties battling chronic depression, even while I was regularly performing stand-up. There were days where I never left my one-bedroom studio except to drive to comedy gigs and go to my day job. 
My entire life outlook was negative and self-defeating. I didn't completely understand my dark mood, and I knew something was off. Dealing with Rejection Around this time, I had met an amazing and beautiful woman who eventually became my wife, and she helped me to realize that I should drop the mic on my comedy career and retire. She was right. At the same time, I learned to manage my depression and dark moods. I was better, and I started to fire on more cylinders. Stand-up comedy taught me that rejection is a part of life, and anything worth pursuing will make you work hard for it. This was an important lesson to learn. During that period from meeting my awesome wife, it was a turning point in my life. I realized that in pursuing a passion project, there was no guarantee you can turn it into a successful business or even a way to earn part-time income. With stand-up, I faced rejection nearly every night that I performed. Even now when I get rejected, I look back at my stand-up comedy career for motivation. Relationships are key to your success. After dropping the mic on my comedy career, I worked a job at a D.C.-based nonprofit, a pension rights center. While feeling that I was helping the world at this advocacy group, it also helped to pay my bills. But as a curious person by nature, I had another creative itch to scratch. I started making short films on the weekend with friends and amateur filmmakers. I was a hobbyist filmmaker, which helped me to grow my network in the industry, and I eventually got my foot in the door of the entertainment business, working as an assistant on TV shows shot on location like The Wire and movies like Evan Almighty and Breach. After a year and a half of working in film and TV in D.C., I took a risk. My girlfriend Catherine and I moved to Los Angeles to chase a career in Hollywood. In the film industry, the old adage is true. It's not what you know, but who you know. If stand-up taught me how to deal with rejection, the film industry taught me that relationships were paramount to one's success in business and life. By getting my foot in the door of the D.C. Baltimore film scene, it helped me to cultivate a professional network across the country in Los Angeles. By working film gigs and as a location scout and personal assistant, I had built meaningful friendships and business relationships that I could tap into to help my career in Hollywood. I got work in L.A. because I knew the right people. My first jobs in L.A. were once again working as an assistant on TV shows like Ugly Betty and as a coordinator on National Geographic films. It was fun working on the front lines of the entertainment business. My bosses were some of the more brilliant writers and producers in the field. But it didn't take long to realize that the TV and film industry is controlled by gatekeepers and people who are determined to make you pay your dues. Many smart people end up eating dirt for years before having even the possibility of getting their work seen. A lot of creative people move to L.A. with ambitions to make it, but 10 years later, they are still waiting tables, waiting for their big break. Playing the long game in life. A second learning from my Hollywood entertainment work was that business and life is very much a long-term game where you need to put in the hours and even years to make it your respective field. A friend had given me great advice that Hollywood was all about attrition and that every year people move back home and quit pursuing their entertainment careers. When people return home, whom you were competing with, you move up one more spot to get your opportunity. There's a military phrase, only the strong survive, which rings true here. In my life's endeavors, I find that if you keep pursuing your goals while others quit, you will find success in the long run. These Hollywood experiences made me stronger. 
Often in life lessons, you need to cross things off your list for what you want to do. You are better for having made the effort rather than avoiding it entirely. I'd rather fail and learn than miss the failure entirely because I didn't take the risk. After pursuing my entertainment career, I began accepting the risk-taking nature of my personality. I loved that chance I created to move to Hollywood and was ready to move on to the next challenge. That's when I segued my career into tech and media startups. Entering Technology Entrepreneurship In 2006, I started working full-time at cutting-edge social media marketing firms and full-scale YouTube video networks. I networked away into a startup job at a startup Digisend, and it was a great move. Disney acquired the company, and we focused launching the social media for major Disney brands like Pixar and Disney Parks. We were on the front lines of Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to market major Disney properties to the world. The job at Disney was an awesome experience and truly valuable. But I was laid off a year and a half after the acquisition. I had dealt with rejection before as a comedian, and after accepting the fallout of not having a job anymore, my instincts took over. I relied on my entertainment relationship-building skills, and I tapped into my professional network. After sending out a few emails, I was only laid off for one week. After I reached out to a friend at a startup, Machinima.com, that at the time was a YouTube video network focused on the video game generation, I got a job at Machinima in no time, and even negotiated myself a raise at the new job. It was an exciting time. While working at Machinima in 2009, I oversaw the network marketing for our YouTube channels and was promoted to Director of Marketing. At that time, we were serving over 4 billion views a month on YouTube videos. Yes, 4 billion views a month. I was in the middle of a digital revolution where a new class of creators was emerging and our company was valued at $200 million by investors around that time. This is when I first saw the influencer economy at work. Influencers are transforming media and technology industries. When I attended the global video conference VidCon for the first time in 2010, I witnessed another amazing thing. YouTube personalities were their own businesses, and it was all centered on their videos. Creators were getting checks of $60,000 to $100,000 on a quarterly basis for playing video games like Minecraft and posting these videos on YouTube for millions to see. Many of these gamers were still in high school or living in their college dorm room. Confused parents would call our office demanding to understand how their child was making so much money playing games like World of Warcraft. At Machinima, these young creators were not only driving massive YouTube video channels, they were also becoming successful entrepreneurs. This all inspired me. In 2014, with an amazing and supportive wife and a newborn baby, and years of marketing knowledge in my brain, I decided to bet on myself. I wanted to shine a light on the incredible ways these new influencers were shaping society on several levels, economically, technologically, and socially. In the end, I decided to write a book, something I'd never done before. I also had to create something from nothing. But where would I start? I set out to write a book and called this phenomenon the influencer economy. Then I created a podcast. I spoke to over a hundred people who were experts in this exploding new form of influence, from world-famous YouTubers to New York Times best-selling authors to the most creative startup founders and investors on the planet. 
You can hear these interviews at www.influencereconomy.com. After years of living and breathing this stuff, I then reverse-engineered the careers of geeks, creators, and entrepreneurs across all emergent media industries and distilled their success stories into three steps and ten principles. With some variants, every one of these people has followed this influencer economy framework. Every single one. Sharing Influencer School Lessons Each chapter in this book is centered on a philosophy that anyone with an idea in the digital age can apply to their area of focus. The philosophies are presented and discussed in three steps that serve as the book's overview and backbone. The three steps are 1. Launch 2. Share 3. Thrive Each chapter opens with a brief playbook outlining the guiding philosophy and goals for the chapter. Then comes a featured story that highlights the inspiring narratives of some of today's leading influencers. At the end of each chapter, I provide influencer economy lessons and actions. There are key takeaways from all the narrative stories, making this book not simply an entertaining collection of profiles, but a lesson plan to help you learn from these influencers and an action guide for you to make moves in the influencer economy that will have a positive and fulfilling impact in your own life. I have been extremely lucky and am grateful for the collaborative experience of writing this book. Many people have given me their time, insights, and feedback to make the final product, and it all started with my podcast guests. I am a curious person by nature and created the podcast to provide a forum to get to know this new class of influencers. I treated the podcast like a laboratory where each guest could share with my audience their ideas, work, and passion behind how they built amazing things in the digital age. I was incredibly fortunate because with each episode, I could explore the worlds of amazing thinkers, pioneering creators, and world-renowned entrepreneurs and learn as much as possible from my listeners. But the collaboration didn't end there. As the podcast picked up steam week by week, month by month, and year by year, I discovered the most amazing thing about the entire book writing process. The people who joined the community around the book. It has been awesome teaming up with the podcast community. And luckily, some very smart listeners volunteered to crowd edit my early drafts. They 100% made this book much better than I could have if I went at the writing process on my own. I thank each of these editors in the acknowledgments. I found inspiration in telling the stories of more than a dozen people who turn their visions, ideas, or hobbies into influential and profitable digital media empires. I have included YouTube sensations who crowdfunded millions of dollars for film projects, founders of large conferences like VidCon, and comedians who have built media empires off a podcast. Additionally, I profile the stories of music industry and tech magnets, journalists who pioneered online column writing, and many others who have defined the movement and culture of the influencer economy. I look forward to sharing this book with you. Here's the basic framework of the influencer economy. We'll spend the rest of the book discussing each of these areas in detail. Step 1. Launch. Chapter 1. Craft a big vision. Chapter 2. Pick your platform. Chapter 3, book your own gigs, the Jay-Z effect. Chapter 4, adopt new technology early and often. Step 2, share. Chapter 5, strive for authenticity. Chapter 6, collaborate. Chapter 7, capture lightning in a bottle. 
Step three, thrive. Chapter eight, open doors for others. Chapter nine, meet people in real life. Chapter 10, give your community ownership. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for checking out that episode. And that is the intro to my book, which is now available, I'm excited to say, on Audible. You go to Amazon.com and order it or Audible.com. They both host it. I worked with Drew Birdsey. As you can tell, I was not a deep voice, deep uh, baritone, deep-throated type of a, a speaker. And uh, so that wasn't me talking. But yeah, uh, Drew's great to work with. Wanted to give a couple announcements as well. I'm going to Turkey uh, in December. Mid-December, I'll be in Turkey, which I'm excited for. If y'all are around there, let's meet up. Also going, uh, to, excited to say my book is coming out in Korean, and that's going to be uh, in March. And I live in L.A., which is the second largest Korean-American population in the world. So I'm really pumped uh, about the book coming out in that language. Also have my course, Lead With Story, which is available uh, if you go to, uh, what is it, thestorycollab.com. Actually, thestorycollab.com. I had a in a brain, what did I happen? I just didn't even think for a minute because um, I'm so excited for the course. It's all about how to tell an authentic story, pitch it to the world, and uh, thrive with your business. So go to thestorycollab.com to find out more there. And uh, yeah, I'm really got some big ideas coming out next year. The, the final update I have is my podcast is relaunching. It's been a little bit of a hiatus, which I wanted to share with everyone that family, work, and just the stresses of day-to-day have gotten in the way, but I'm rededicating myself to a new season early next year. I'm doing more one-on-one talks with the audience. I'll do more Q&As. I might even have more people come on to interview me at the end of episodes, and they'll all be shorter. I'm aiming for a 15-minute or less episode schedule. want to get more binge-worthy content, more like Netflix, where you can listen to multiple episodes, like you can watch multiple shows on that network. So we're like the orange is the new black for podcasting. So yeah, I'm really fired up for next year. And without further ado, uh, thank you again for coming to listen to my podcast. And uh, find all my info at influencereconomy.com.